You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. It's the Neverland Podcast, episode 111. That's three ones for the price of one. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right and start until morning. Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Now so. Keep the stitches small. Robin Hood steals money from my pocket, forcing me to hurt the public. And they love him for it? Yes. That's it. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. I can't go out there and I won't say that stupid line one more time. I can't, I won't. By Grabthar's hammer. What a savings. By Grabthar's hammer, Dr. Lazarus. Don't do that. I'm not kidding. Well, you're just going to have to figure out what it wants. What is its motivation? By Grabthar's hammer. By the sons of Warvan. You shall be avenged. Mr. Potter. Our new celebrity. I can teach you how to bewitch the mind and ensnare the senses. I can tell you how to bottle fame, brew glory, and even put a stopper in death. Don't 
This has been a very heavy week for fans of Disney and fantasy in general as we mourn the loss of both musician and actor David Bowie and Alan Rickman, who Alan Rickman, of course, we do know him from some Disney work of being in the Alice in Wonderland of the Tim Burton variety, where he was the caterpillar. David Bowie, to my recollection, has never really done anything for Disney, but we will always remember him for his role as the Goblin King Jareth in Labyrinth, which is a Jim Henson production, which is not really owned by Disney, but it was part of the Muppets. Their pixie dust that they spread to the world will always be remembered, and uh, we will miss them greatly. And now, welcome to the Neverland Podcast. This is Gary Gnu, and the No Gnu's is Good Gnu Show, the only TV Gnu's program guaranteed to contain no Gnu's whatsoever. Neverland News from the Disney Parks. We haven't seen you in a long time. It's Lost Boy Jesse! Yay! Hi, everybody! My goodness, where have you been? I have been at Downtown Disney. <gasps> oh, well, you, wait, you've spent all, all this time that we haven't seen you? You've been at Downtown Disney? Well, not all this <laughs> time, but as much as I could. <laughs> well, of course. So what'd you do in Downtown Disney? I shopped. I ate. I saw friends. I saw Paul Barry and friend the other day from Windows of the Magic. Awesome. That was very exciting. They re- they were recording a show. Oh, did you get to be a part of it? I cannot answer that question, yes or no. Uh-huh. Spoilers, right? We do have some news from the Disney parks. Yes, we do. Well, the first thing up there, my goodness, I'll let you go ahead and talk about this. This is kind of cool. The Lunar New Year is coming up. It is, and the parks are going to be doing some fun little activities for that in early February, the 8th, 5th through the 8th, when, by the way, I'll be back at Downtown Disney again. Um, they're going to celebrate They're going to celebrate the Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese, Vietnamese cultures while inviting guests of all backgrounds to join the festivities. Yeah, this is Let's the see. Year of the Monkey, apparently. I know that Mulan and Mushu will be there, and as will be Mickey and Minnie and Chip and Dale. I wonder, though, if the, will they be doing anything specific in Downtown Disney you might be able to check out and tell us about? It looks like it's mostly going to be over at the Paradise Gardens in Disney California Adventure. Well, uh, darn it. <laughs> you have to go to California Adventure then now while you're there. We're going to increase that budget to make it happen. <laughs> oh, but hey, there's some other kind of fun news, speaking of go- things going on at Disneyland. Okay, so the Royal Theater... Once had both a Tangled and a Beauty and the Beast show, and it got frozen. It just took over. Apparently, it was all shows were frozen for a while. Is that what was happening? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, Anna and Elsa just kind of took over the parks, and they they still are, as you know. But uh, the that theater is being thawed out. Thankfully, Tangled is coming back to make some more shows. Uh, and heck, it would run an, it actually won an IAAPA Brass Ring Award in 2013 from the Royal Theater Presents Tangled, which uh, this is that uh, Smith and Jones, these two guys, which I've never gotten to see one of these, but I've heard some audio. Oh my goodness, they're really fun, very very funny, and so it's kind of nice to have Tangled back. Now, what I think though, instead of just doing you know two different shows, I'd be happy if they would bring back the Beauty and the Beast show and they try to do three shows, three different shows. You know, do do a Tangled, a Beauty and the Beast, and a Frozen. So everybody's happy, and maybe even develop an Aladdin show. 
Uh, that's too soon for Aladdin. Too soon. Uh, but if you actually, if you want to see Smith and Jones, you can go over to my YouTube channel, Quest for Vault Disney. I have the Frozen show in its entirety on the channel that I filmed last August. Ah, yeah, I, I think I remember seeing that you had it there, but I remember saying, oh, look, it's frozen, though. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch this. <laughs> but if everybody's still frozen happy. <laughs> well, so what else do we have going on? Well, I see that Disney has released some new figurines recently. Um, that And their ceramic collection, they are offering this year a TikTok croc from Peter Pan, Big Al from the Country Bear Jamboree, and let's see, they've also got Figment from the Journey to Imagination over at Epcot. I want that one. I really want that Figment. I want that one. They also have mm-hmm. a Moonliner rocket available from the Tomorrowland um, section of Disneyland. Um, I would That's love really cool. to have that in my. I would love to have, have that in my collection. I looked at it last night. It's about an 11 to 12 inch figurine made of ceramic, wow. and 21.95. Just a little bit too much for my suitcase. Oh, well, that's that's not bad pricing overall, though. I didn't see any of the other figurines, but I wasn't looking for them. I wasn't aware of them until this afternoon. But this Moonliner one, I love. Yeah, I I think my wife would really like this hippo because she likes hippos, and they have one of these small world hippos here with little flowers painted on it. Very cute, and of course a monster with a whale. Very cool. But I would I would definitely love to have the figment or even TikTok Croc because you know the Peter Pan thing. So if somebody feels like buying me something, my birthday is coming in about five months. <laughs> yeah, mine's coming in about nine months, you know. Uh, yeah, see, so everybody get get your shopping done before time runs out, you know. Buy some ceramics and then be very, very careful shipping it. <laughs> Put a little pixie dust on it and... Better yet, buy us tickets to Disneyland we'll buy them, buy them ourselves. Yeah, that would work. You could totally buy it, and and I promise I will record as much as I can in Disneyland and then share it back with you on the show, because that's what I do. I am so shameless. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what they could also do is buy us tickets out to Shanghai Disney, because they finally have let us know when Shanghai Disney is going to open. Drum roll. June 16th. Shanghai Disney Resort will host a grand opening celebration and welcome its first official guest, June 16th. And over on the Disney Parks blog, there is a beautiful castle photograph. I mean, of course, there's still some construction around it, but uh, I remember seeing the models for Shanghai Disney and everybody really, really liking the castle. But, I mean, now that it's it's mostly done to get a good look at this, it is absolutely beautiful. Uh, really reminds me of the the Disneyland Paris. So if you ever get to see photos of that, that is a beautiful castle there. Uh, I mean, fantastic. This has got a lot of different kind of variety and colors in it. Definitely, if you're planning to get out to Shanghai Disney, please report back on the trip because <laughs> we want to hear about it. I want to hear about the Pirates of the Caribbean land that they're building. That's what I'm most looking forward to. Ooh, yes, and of course they the there's a color shifting canopy at the Tron Life Cycle Power Run now. I don't know I don't know exactly how that works. A color shifting canopy. I guess it's something that covers the entire ride, and maybe it's just gonna different colors going on. I don't know. I have not followed that one enough. Yeah, all I know is there's a there's a Tron Life Cycle ride, and that's all I need to know. I mean, come on, that's gonna be awesome. So. Oh, but uh, apparently some closures have happened, but there's a good side to the closure, right? 
Uh, there's always a good side when things close. It means they're making way for something else. Which is cool. Yes, yeah, Star Wars land. But uh, Disney Parks blog did release this. It's a nice picture here. Yeah, their blog does have a wonderful picture of uh, uh, a concept of what the new Rivers of America is going to look like. Yeah, they've got a new waterfront area, and uh, apparently they are keeping the uh, the Indian tribal village. But uh, I see what I'm kind of wondering with this waterfront. Um, I don't understand completely the closure because uh, it looks like the the train part of the train was closed. Uh, but it looks like they've got a bridge where the train's going to go over past the waterfront. Now I'm wondering, did is is part of Rivers America being altered, or are they just closing it so they can get in and do the construction? No, it's it's being altered. It's being pushed in a little bit. Um, it's, so it's going to be a whole new river, basically. Uh, but the last quarter of the river is being pushed in so they can expand the land for Star Wars. And then also, uh, the railroad didn't used to go over the river like it is in this uh, um, artist's concept. So this is a new trestle that they're going to build, which caused the railroad closure for the year. Ah. Well, it looks like it's going to be really cool though, when it's done. So, yeah, I guess you're probably losing a little bit of railroad. Well, you're not losing railroad because it's still going to be a complete circle. It's just the track is being altered. Yeah, so it'll be a little different, but it looks like this is going to be really, really cool. There are some waterfalls in the drawing and stuff like that. So, yeah, great concept. I'm pretty excited about that. I, I, you know, I want to get out there and see it when it's done. I've never been to Disneyland. I can wait. You know, when they get Star Wars Land built in, that's when I'll show up. Yeah, that's a good time for a good entrance. Yeah, but if I never get out there, you know, hey, you could always try to go to Paris. I hear there's something new coming. Uh, yeah, there's a new stage show coming, it looks like, uh, Mickey and the Magician. Mickey and the Magician. Now this, uh, see, at first when I was hearing about it, I thought it would be something similar to Mickey and the Magical Map. But this looks more like it's a, more of a complete stage show. Uh, we're expecting appearances from the Genie, uh, from Cinderella and the Fairy Godmother, and some stars from Beauty and the Beast, and Rafiki. Uh, so it, apparently it's, it's basically... Mickey Mouse is a magician. He's trying to clean up his studio. And, you know, I guess some fun ensues. There's not a whole lot of details been released. There's a, a, some concept art on the Disney Parks blog that's very fun. But uh, it looks like they're going to do some kind of different thing. So it's not quite going to be like the Magical Map. It's going to be a no, unique show. Uh, who knows? Maybe if this uh, launches well, maybe they'll try to bring it to the States. But I wouldn't uh, hold my breath for that. <laughs> I think they're going to make this a very much a Paris exclusive. At least for the time being, definitely. At least uh, for the time being. Frozen, they'll give us Frozen instead. Oh, fun. Yeah, because I have heard some uh, some disappointing news. Apparently, uh, there has been talk that the Hatbox Ghost is going to be a unique Disneyland thing, and they're never going to bring it to Disney World because they want it to be unique to Disneyland. <sighs> oh, well. I visit uh, both parks. If you got to visit both, both parks. That's all there is to I it. I guess so. I guess so. It says, you know, Disney World, uh, in some ways, has a slightly better Haunted Mansion with the improved sound quality and different things that they did a few years back. You know, they're like, yeah, oh well. Just gives you, like you said, it does give you an excuse to visit both parks. So, which, one of these days, I'll have the money to just go willy-nilly back and forth to any Disney park that I want. Because I'm going to magically win the lottery that I'm not going to enter because I don't want to waste $2 knowing I'm going to lose. <laughs> But wouldn't it be nice to win? Yes. Oh, it would be. Yeah, step into someone. 
Yeah, somebody's going to win it, but it probably won't be me. <laughs> well, is there any other things that uh, we should mention? Like, oh, that's right. Um, the voice of the of Disney's Robin Hood has passed away. Brian Bedford. Brian Bedford. Uh, you know what? We should have looked this up. I wonder if he's known for anything else. Because you know, to, to Disney fans, I'm sure he's, he's a- probably going to be most important, you know, being Robin Hood. He's a Broadway actor. He was 80 years old. Um, he has won multiple Tonys, uh, seven Tonys in total. No, sorry, he was nominated for seven Tonys. Nominated, but I, I guess we don't see anything that he won anything, do we? I don't see. No, I don't see that. Well, he had a few other movies he was in. Uh, a movie called Grand Prix, which I think I may have heard of. I don't know, from 1966. Mr. St. Nick. Uh, he was in a version in 2004 of A Christmas Carol. Well, now that's interesting. That's almost every actor, especially Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's so stage and screen. Uh, he's got some some credits to hear from Shakespeare festivals. And, of course, typical, you know, British actor. You're probably a big fan of Shakespeare. So, of course, he would do a lot of Shakespeare. He's, oh, my goodness, Stratford Shakespeare Festival credits. I've just found he's got a very long list of not only as an actor, but also as a director of a lot of Shakespeare plays. Uh, even some Oscar Wilde in here, The Importance of Being Earnest, uh, and it has a few films. Uh, actually, apparently was in a 2011 Importance of Being Earnest film, playing Lady Bracknell. <laughs> and he actually was nominated the same year for a Tony for the same role. Well, um, there you just, go. I want to clarify, he did. He received seven nominations and had one win in 1971 for The School of Wives. But uh, he will be missed, because, uh, yeah, I know Robin Hood is a favorite of, among many, and I'm still very hopeful for a Robin Hood playable figure in Disney Infinity. Make it happen. Come on, Darkwing Duck and Robin Hood, please. And a Peter Pan figure, for crying out loud. Come on! To Disney and beyond! All right, so... When we started the seasons for Arrow and Flash, we had to, of course, have some experts to talk to, and so we had, from... Scarlet Velocity and Green Justice. We had Josh Stolte, also known as Jedi Schwal, and his pal Jay Shepard come along with us to kind of get us going for the new season. Well, now we're at that halfway point. We've gotten to see half the season. we got another half coming up and actually starting this week, along with a lot some other new shows. So we got to talk about those. So I thought it would be fun to have them come back again. So here they are. Thank you for Thank having you. us back. Well, it's my pleasure. It's always fun having some other people to geek out and talk about these kind of shows. That's, that's Let you know you're not alone in your some of our favorite things uh, to do. See, is geek out about these shows, so we like talking oh. about them. Oh yes, and my goodness, uh, these shows have not disappointed this season. This has been quite something, I must say. I I, I do worry for Arrow just a little bit because last year Arrow, boy, it, it started. You know, that first half of the season was just phenomenal, and then the second half it started to slow up a bit, and I'm hoping that that's not going to happen again. Yeah, now, see, we've talked a little bit about that, how uh, we, for the first half of the season, uh, there was so many crossovers and, and story tie-ins with other things that uh, it almost took a little bit away from the uh, overall arc with the big bad guy. So I'm, I'm happy that it looks like they're going to start getting back into this, the main story for Arrow and Flash, both, you know, because they were spinning off the Legends of Tomorrow, which is... Uh, coming very soon, and we're also very excited about that, actually. Oh, yes. We definitely got to talk about that one here in a little bit, too. <laughs> There's so much stuff out there now. Just big 
keep putting more shows, which which is cool. But Josh and I want to talk about them, and uh, we we only have a limited time budget in any given week, so uh, makes it a little bit yeah. difficult. Yeah, because now even uh, I've got another show that's quickly becoming your favorite. The Chronicles of Shannara has started, and I always wanted to read the books, and never got around to it. And like, oh my gosh, this is a great show, but I got to fit all these other shows in. You got to just reprioritize things. So I have a plan. I got some Powerball tickets. Now I haven't checked the winning numbers, but I'm assuming that I bought enough to win. Oh, good. <laughs> Four dollars, probably. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's that's enough, isn't it? I, I I don't know what you're supposed to put into it. Thing. I, I'm assuming that's enough, so I should be good now. I should have lots of time to watch the shows. Sure. Heck, I was having a hard time just squeezing in the fact that they had uh, like Supergirl now added into the mix, uh, which actually has turned out to be pretty good. I think it had to slowly build up some steam a little bit. You know, it's a little slow start, and I, you know, but I I think it's been a pretty good solid show. Uh, it hasn't felt too much like they tried to borrow too many of Superman's villains, although they sort of did. But, I, but I, there's rumors I've been hearing that Supergirl is supposedly was going to be making an appearance on The Flash. Yes, now we, we've uh, we've heard of this happening, uh, that that uh, the two were going to have either a crossover or one of the two were going to appear on their other show. Um, and uh, we were, we've also heard that it is not going to happen, but it seems like it's getting uh, some fresh legs again. Yeah, I think it would be a great idea as long as CBS is willing to do it. I mean, they own CW apparently as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, uh, of course, if uh, Supergirl and Flash crossover, that means that Arrow could show up too. It could get awkward. You know, I could just see Supergirl like flying down. Arrow stands there and is like, "Do you bleed?" And then Supergirl <laughs> kind of just takes off. And, I don't know. Just oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause I, I've even heard now some confirmation that Vixen, which uh, there's been an animated series uh, on one of CBW's websites. I don't know if they put it to an on demand or, or they're planned to. But Vixen, uh, which I don't know a whole lot about that character, but uh, they did actually have uh, Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin voice the Flash and Arrow in the first episode. I did see online of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to get the voice actress for Vixen to flesh out the character, but I've heard that they this talked is about having her, yeah, potentially show up on Legends of Tomorrow, or maybe wanting to do a show with her on her own. Um, the, the great, the, I, right now, Legends of Tomorrow seems like the best platform for them to take other characters that they might not be able to have a standalone show and put them on. Um, there's also been rumor of Constantine coming back for Legends of Tomorrow, for for example. So um, all sorts of interesting stuff that uh, CW, and, well, DC is working on. They're going to have, I believe I heard they're going to have a show next, starting next season, they're going to have a show on every major uh, network, not cable network, but TV network that is not owned by Disney. So they'll have something <laughs> on CBS, NBC, Fox, uh, and DW. Well, you know what? They're they're sort of chipping away at the TV world and um, doing it in a very effective way, I think. Uh, these shows have, for the most part, been uh, very entertaining to watch and uh, pretty deep in, in terms of story and characters. So uh, even though, you know, they're not the uh, Marvel powerhouse in the movie theaters right now, they, they certainly are making some quality entertainment, and I'm enjoying it a lot. Oh yeah, I mean uh, it's it's been very different with Arrow this season. We haven't really gotten that villain of the week thing going, which in some ways I miss. But yet the uh, their big bad this year has been very compelling, and I love the actor playing um, uh, Damian Dark. I cannot think of the actor's name, but he's been uh, he's been in some Marvel movies as well. 
Uh, but he has just really been awesome at this role. Uh, so he's carrying it. They, they really just have to keep keep it that same big bad. And it almost reminds me of back to the old days of like when you'd watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Every episode, it was Shredder doing something, uh, which it would get redundant with the cartoon. But for some reason, this season, they've managed to keep it going and keep it fresh. And there's always new things happening and new developments uh, that I yeah it keeps you interested even if you got the same villain every week. Yeah, yeah the um, the DC is really taking care of um, uh, I guess like a doing a volume business right since they have all these different shows on even with like Gotham and stuff like this which uh, I think that that may be the only DC show that John and I are not watching right now. At least I'm, I'm not. Yeah, oh, I've Gotham's been excellent. I really like it. It's getting a little grittier than I think it needs to be. It's probably Netflix, because uh, they the, that Daredevil series really did you know push the envelope, but because they could, because you know being on Netflix, they didn't really have as much restriction. It's almost like having an HBO series, and I think uh, the creators of Gotham must have been watching Daredevil and say, well, if they can push it that far, we can decapitate somebody and you know, that sort of a thing. So yeah, it, it uh, it's gotten pretty dark and gritty this this season, grittier than it was. But it's still the I I really find the story compelling uh, on Gotham. I've really enjoyed it. I wish there was a way they could cross it with the other shows, but it just probably wouldn't fit in the same time frame. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's getting to be a, a pretty crowded universe, and it feels like it really did all kind of start with uh, Arrow, even though uh, Gotham isn't necessarily in the same universe that I have heard. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, Constantine apparently was. They say Supergirl is. Now you got Legends of Tomorrow which, with potentially uh, a plethora of <laughs> DC characters that they can throw in there in different time <laughs> periods. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, is, you think this is more of the answer to Marvel's Avengers, or is this more of a good answer to uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield with having that ensemble cast? I think if they're they're trying to do a TV ensemble of the Avengers, which I think will end up being more like Agents of Shield. But um, they are not going to be able to touch Agents of Shield right now because, uh, in, in my opinion, that show um, came came out strong. Um, oh, yeah. And I was, uh, you know, it, it ended up, season two ended up really nicely. But season three, they, I, I can't see any missteps. This has been the best season and best solid group of episodes ever um, that they've done. And, and it couldn't have been done without all the episodes before, but the groundwork they've laid is just phenomenal. And I'm, I, I, I have absolutely no idea what they're going to do for the rest of the season, but I am going to be there watching eagerly yeah yeah not not only is it uh, you know because of the way it ended in the first half of agents of shield it cleaned up a lot of things that had happened for the first three seasons or the first two and a half seasons and yeah. uh you thought well I, you know now what are they going to do and then they throw us just a few little bones of of places that they can take you in all kinds of different directions that left us on the edge of our seat man it, it's been a really exciting season i'm impressed with where that show has has come from yeah and it's been very nice with uh, with all the groundwork that you had mentioned uh, being laid in the last couple of seasons all the character development uh that the, really they, they found ways now that we, they can tug on our heartstrings the i still probably gonna be my favorite scene of the series so far 
was uh, Fitz going, well, two, two really great ones, but Fitz going to rescue Simmons, and you had that dramatic crawl with the wind, and like, oh no, you know, Quake can't hold the portal open. I'm sorry, can we call her Quake yet? Uh, but she can't hold the portal, and you think, oh, he's not going to make it to her, he's not going to make it, and then the, the oh, cube, whatever you want to call it, obelisk, explodes, and then you find them in the rubble. I mean, I was cheering. That was just compelling storytelling. I absolutely loved that. And, of course, you know, second favorite thing, I loved when uh, Coulson dove from the jet down through <laughs> the castle and into a portal. I'm like, that's just, that's why we love Coulson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I, that uh, series has left a, a more sort of uh, shocking out loud moments than uh, any show I've been watching this season, I think. Oh Where, yeah, whereas my, my best buddy quit watching it after like the first season and somewhere in the middle of the second one, I was like, "You're missing all the good stuff." Uh, we uh, we talk about how like uh, the Flash has moments where we go, "Oh yeah," and really cheer, but uh, Agents of Shield definitely delivers those shocks where you're like, uh, you know, I, I'm on the edge of my seat shaking because I don't know what's going on. It's um, it's that compelling as you as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to strike some thunder twice because they are back on with that spinoff series with Mockingbird and her estranged husband. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think they're totally calling it Marvel's that. Most Wanted. Yeah, Marvel's Most Wanted is the current working title on that. And they uh, ABC's ordered a pilot, which doesn't mean it's going to get picked up. It means that there's a pilot, which we may or may not see. But um, based on how those two have been working in the last... Well, the, the previous, I don't know, three or four episodes, I am uh, looking forward to that as well. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you know, while we're waiting for that and while we're waiting for the second half of it, we've got Agent Carter to look forward to, which I believe also starts this week. Agent Carter's filling in for uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, and that's, uh, that's going to be really interesting. It's a little more expanded this season. I guess they're doing uh, ten episodes instead of eight, and she's moved out to Los Angeles, and all I know right now is um, Jarvis is chasing a uh, flamingo around, and uh, it looks <laughs> it looks amazing. <laughs> really, it's cool. I love I love that Los Angeles of the of the '40s in film. Uh, just when you know, either classically in '40s films or in other films like The Rocketeer, when they when they uh, remake Hollywood in that kind of image, it's uh, it's really a golden age, and um, I like the. I like the look and the attitude that you can get from that, so I'm really forward to seeing what they, what they do with this. It's a, yeah, it's it's a really like- fun series, and I, I was impressed with it uh, uh, last season. And I know it, you know, it got uh, some pretty good buzz and pretty good uh, reviews and not quite the ratings they were hoping for, but I think, I think just word of mouth uh, about the quality of it last season is probably going to help kind of pick this season up a little bit. And also a strong female character. Um, it was... It was kind of the answer to everybody asking for the Black Widow movie or Captain Marvel movie. Um, you know, you've got uh, uh, Force Awakens with a strong female character. That may be bringing some other interest in where people go, oh, you know, if you really like this strong female character, you may like this. Um, not that that's really the only reason to watch it, but it definitely is a draw for a lot of people that um, are craving that level of entertainment which they're not seeing on tv right now and it's it's really so different than anything else um we josh and i when we were doing the our podcast for it uh last season we were really trying to put our finger on it and it 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 didn't have any it didn't fit any of the mold uh, there was you know we, we felt like oh they're going to kind of try to wrap up stuff this way and they just they didn't 
go for like big flashy set pieces. It was, you know, it's, I think it was really story first and then figure out how to fit it into the eight hours. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, it's a more thoughtful piece. And I think, um, while it may not grab you in every episode, watching eight episodes, it kind of works as a, as a mini series or, you know, more like the Netflix series, uh, do because it's so yeah. short. So, um, I'm hoping they, they continue that. And it sounds like they're adding a bunch of new character season and, uh, and uh, other plot lines that lead into other things about the Marvel universe that uh, we'll be interested in finding out about. I'm, I'm hoping more about the development of shield. Yes. And I mean, cause heck last time, uh, one of the things I thought was very cool is, you know, in Ant-Man, we got to see Peggy Carter making an the appearance there at the beginning, but also some of the, the established storylines within Peggy Carter, where you had the, uh, the Russian assassin women, you know, that you were kind of seeing de- developed at that time, we get to see that callback in Avengers Age of Ultron, finding, you know, of course, the Black Widow had come from that group. So I loved the connectivity, and it set things up for us to understand, you know, some of the flashbacks in Age of Ultron. So I fully expect this year we might get a few things. We might see a little bit of groundwork for some things, perhaps when Marvel Civil War comes out this year. They uh, are talking believe- more uh, setting up stuff for Strange, actually, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. And I'm very much looking forward to Doctor Strange after seeing those photos of Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, wow. Oh, see, <laughs> now I was I was looking forward to seeing Doctor Strange after seeing photos of Jay at Halloween. Oh, uh, I didn't see this. That, that made me excited for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to go redo my entire costume because I, uh, I went comic book uh, style. And, of course... It looks nothing like that. I was really hoping we were going to get a preview image before Halloween, but I'm like, ah, eh, no, I'm going straight with uh, straight with the classic comic look. But it's it's good to know that Cumberbatch's uh, costume does have the uh, slightly raised collar on the cloak of levitation, not mm-hmm. the full on like crazy giant collar like like I made for the comic style version, but. Uh, <laughs> So. Yeah, although it would be fun to see the giant collar, you know, but I guess with a Spawn movie, you kind of saw how weird that can look in live action. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So are we even allowed to mention that movie? Because <laughs> 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 weren't they going to try again? Like, going to go from the perspective of the two police detectives? But yeah, anyways, but we're not here to talk Spawn. <laughs> they, you know, they were supposed to have tried again like 10 years ago, and they never did. So I don't think Spawn's ever coming back to movies. But anyways, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sidetrack chasing a rabbit um but okay so now focusing uh, like back on some of the dc shows uh do you think that they uh, left us any good indicators of what might happen in the second half other than we did see in the first episode somebody's supposed to die and the very last thing that we we get is looking like felicity might be the one that's going to die and you know I, I'm I, not I, yeah, we don't talk about that on our show we don't talk about Josh, felicity you, dying yeah on Josh, our show. okay yeah, that okay. is breathe Okay, Josh. I thought it was going to be happening at the beginning of it because I thought that Oliver would have to suddenly not be happy in order to come back and be Green Arrow. And now I say I saw that they, you know, they worked around it and found a way for him to be the Green Arrow and come back and still have felicity with him. So I was pretty happy for that. But then with the possibility of her still dying, I'm a little nervous. But it would be just really like them. To lead up all this stuff, have Felicity have a have a you know a bad wound. We know somebody's going to die. It, it'd be just a great way to tease to get us all thinking it's Felicity, and then have it be somebody else. 
Well, wow. it is a great tease, and, and it's supposed to take place six months after the opening of the season premiere, which puts us at, as Josh and I figure, close to the end of the se- season, whether it's the penultimate episode. So she would have really long, drawn-out wounds for, like, the next, what, like, seven, eight, nine episodes then. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't think that's going to Well, anyway, I, I actually do think it's going to be somebody else. I think they're kind of teasing us with that. Um, although, uh, at the beginning of the season, or maybe even before the season started, Jay and I did, uh, kind of speculate what was, what was going to happen because, um, at the end of each season of the Arrow, uh, there is a- an episode that is, uh, titled after a Bruce Springsteen song. And so, uh, <laughs> Jay and I speculated, uh, some Bruce Springsteen song titles that they might use and what the story might be about. Uh, so if you go back to listen to that Green Justice, you might you might hear um, some of them sound like they might have been pretty close. Uh, and yeah, I think it was them... our summer special nine. And yeah, you had one where you thought that someone was going to die or someone close to him, like we Felicity, and then we find this thing out in the beginning of episode one from this season. I think you nearly had a conniption. <laughs> I did. I did. So I like Felicity. She's she's a good character. I know there's some people that don't care for that at all, but I'm not one of them. I I enjoy it. So, um, but uh, they they I have said the that old police chief to, to get it really. Yeah, uh, Lance. That's what. Yeah, Captain. Well, yeah, because he's he, Chief Lance. He, he is on our he is on our list of people that that mm-hmm. have potential uh, to uh, snuff it. But uh, uh, <laughs> they have the producers have. Uh, has said that it, there will be a game-changing events happening in the uh, January 20th episode. Oh my, and that's this week. We're all going to freak out. Well, it's going to change the game. I know that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to change the game. But yeah, this does remind me of how they ended it, you know, last season. The very last thing you see is it looks like Oliver was supposed to die, which we were but we're all like, yeah, we know he's not going to die. We just didn't know how he was going to survive that. So they're, they're getting to where these halfway points, they really punch us in the face. <laughs> well, well, maybe that's what happened uh, at, at the end of this one when, uh, you know, Felicity, if you, if you saw it, you know, there was a car shooting up. Apparently, snow is really good at healing things. So maybe Oliver just grabbed some snow, you know, kind of threw it on Felicity a little bit. And uh, I, I that it worked. It worked last year, so so you never. Yeah, know. it kept him from dying from, true. from a mountain and a big stab wound, and yeah. yeah. I really, I really was expecting a Lazarus pit, and I think that was the first disappointment I had in the second half of last season is not not putting Oliver in a Lazarus pit because that would have made sense, but giving us this phony baloney. Oh, because it was so cold and he was in the snow and all this stuff, you know, the, he didn't bleed out, and I'm like, well, he still fell from a mountain. He should be broken in half of his bones. So that's where it really started to lose me because I lost believability with me for a while. Well, they they kind of redeemed themselves with me for that. Uh, it didn't bother me quite so much, although I'd I'd kind of hoped it was a little bit uh, more slightly realistic, I guess. But yeah. um, in this one, this one was just uh, it was hard to watch that that uh, mid season finale, and uh, hopefully they can uh, get me uh, get me back emotionally. You know, and kind of help me recover. But uh, I will definitely be watching, and we will be talking about it uh, on Green Justice, and and uh, speculating what that Bruce Springsteen song is going to be about, and hoping it's <laughs> nobody that we're so close to. We can't. We can't. Hopefully, lose. it's born in the USA and Felicity's pregnant. <laughs> 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 
Oh, yeah, we didn't yes, think but of, I no, gotta say, we I didn't think it, of that one. How did we miss that one? <laughs> yeah. I did kind of see it coming. When the proposal happened, I looked over at my wife and I says, you know what? She's going to get shot or killed or something probably like right now because that's the way this, this type of thing works. As soon as the proposal happens and we're looking at the, the edge of great happiness, something horrible has got to happen. And I bet she's going to get shot. And then they got in the car. The gunshots start going. I was like, see, see. Yeah. Well, what we, we yeah, well Lance, is, Lance is getting happy because he started to date <laughs> his mom. So he's a good candidate as well. Yes. We've learned yep. anybody that feels happy. That's generally at the time when they're not going to be happy very long. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of like, uh, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but Han Solo, as soon as he called out his son's name and stepped on that bridge, I knew what was coming. <laughs> That's what it felt like. So same thing. It's just something happened. Happened. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. No, no, it's no. He doesn't. Uh, he's just talking about this uh, one scene, but you know, there's on yeah. a bridge. No big deal. It's it's okay. Yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah, because you know, remember like Robin Hood and Little John? They have a fight on the bridge. Yeah, there's this really cool fight on the bridge. Han Solo kicks butt. He's awesome. You know, you that go. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there was anybody who hadn't seen it yet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is, actually, just based on ticket sales. So, that, uh, so uh, yeah. I guess it's it, all of it, us going and seeing it more than once. That's what the ticket sales must be. So. All right, but now moving on with like the Flash. Uh, golly, the, 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 I don't know that they really, at the end of the. Uh, Season teased us was much, that, but that teaser trailer they put out where we get to see, uh, you know, we're definitely going to s- spend more time in Earth 2. We're going to get to see Killer Frost in Earth 2. It looks like we've got a version of Barry in Earth 2 we're going to get to play with. And Oh, my goodness. And a uh, Ronnie Raymond's going to be there, a different different version of Firestorm of some kind. So a lot of interesting stuff there. There's a, there's a lot of untapped things that are going to happen there. And, um, I'm, uh, I'm actually looking forward to that. We found out also that uh, King Shark is coming back, which woo-hoo, very excited yeah, to see. That was pretty cool. That. With the crossover <laughs> uh, from shark. Arrow, actually. <laughs> oh, that's that's the one with the crossover. Yeah. So uh, um, Diggle and Lila will be joining oh, Flash right. that episode. That's right. That's right. Awesome. So, so there will be characters on there. So um, yeah, and I'm excited to kind of see where they take uh, Wally. Wally West was. Uh, he was a big part of my uh, Flash history. Uh, not the only part, but uh, uh, yeah. I, was, I was heavy into Flash comics when uh, Wally was the, the the Flash main character there. So, um, so Wally, uh, Wally West. Wally, Wally West, you know, as, <laughs> as Patty, Patty Spivet would say. Um, <laughs> so, but the, the, they did uh, release a, uh, a trailer for that, for the second half of the season for Flash, and um, it, it got me a little scared for Patty, so I'm not sure what's uh, what we're gonna see happen with her. And we also did get uh, confirmation that Reverse Flash is going to be back somehow. Yeah, Reverse Reverse oh. Flash. It's Reverse Reverse Flash. So yes, <laughs> well, with his, his double time negative Flash. Before he lost the ability to do his time hopping, he could pop up at any point, really. Which I think is how they treat him in the comics. He can he pops up, but you don't know on what point of his own time stream he is when he pops up in the normal time stream. So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities, and I I, I would kind of actually like to see the uh, um, the actor who played Reverse Flash when he wasn't being Harrison Wells. You know, when he was himself, I'd like to see him come back and be Reverse Flash, and mm-hmm. just to really have some fun. You know, I think you hit on it there. I think actually, I know who Reverse Flash is now, Josh. Oh, oh, you do? I'm pretty sure it's River Song. Oh. <laughs> Doctor Who. She keeps showing up at weird 
And because she's going backwards and he's going forwards, or Dad's got a lot of potential. He may be right about that. Yeah, <laughs> always interesting things that we that we yeah spoilers. We uh, <laughs> we come up with all sorts of interesting uh, theories and ideas on our on our Scarlet Velocity podcast. Yeah, that's one good thing about you know having uh, time travel uh, potential there uh, for for <laughs> lots of different incredibly wild speculation that might actually work. Yeah, now, if, as long as when somebody does another quick time jump of some sort, somebody has to holler, Great Scott! Just once! Mm-hmm. Just once! Yeah, I think they've even made a mention of uh, some some time-traveling uh, movies and, and shows, including Back to the Future, uh, in, in their discussions and explanations of time travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know Cisco's yep. got to break out with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I think the only thing we haven't hit on any potential expectations is what we might see in the upcoming episodes of Supergirl. Because, yeah, they didn't really leave much of a cliffhanger on that one, other than I'm still excited to see what they're going to do with Martian Manhunter now that they revealed him. I'm I'm waiting for a bigger reveal uh, to more of the wide world, you know. It seems like they want to slowly work that up, at least in my head. Martian Manhunter stuff... That really caught me off guard because, of course, I probably like a lot of other people were thinking that they were going to go with the actual um, uh, cyborg. robotic man. Cyborg, uh, yeah. Cyborg, Superman. Cyborg, Cyborg Superman, right. Yeah. But the producers they, have teased that he, he could still show up. So I'm yeah, thinking now that Maxwell Lord. Uh, yeah, I think Maxwell Lord is actually the cyborg. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's. Man, I didn't even think about that. So I, I am. Uh, I think that where they are right now with that show, there's a lot of potential for um, good stories with the characters. I'm not real fond of the of the Kryptonians, you know, the uh, and and her aunt and and I, you aunt know, and peoples. <laughs> it, it 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 reminds me a lot of the old uh, Lois and Clark series, actually, <laughs> and, and not oh, necessarily in quality, just show. just oh. the idea. But oh, I love that show. That was <laughs> I, oh. I watch that show all the time. But um. Uh, I pity you. <laughs> it's oh no, it was fun. It was great fun. But uh, and Terry Hatcher. Uh, but okay, anyway, I'll grant you that. <laughs> they, uh, I, I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. I just, I, I hope they kind of can uh, come up with some other different storylines, like you said with Martian Manhunter. I think that's got a lot of great potential. Maxwell Lord has a potential for, uh, um, uh, being a really, really, really strong villain. Uh, and I'm gonna stop saying potential now. But uh, I, I am really enjoying this show. As are my daughters. So. Uh, we, we don't miss that each week and and uh, looking forward to seeing where that goes. Yeah. There is a, a few things that always bug me, though, about it when uh, I know that if, if, when she's looking for information about her mother and things that happened on Krypton, I wonder if, when her personal computer thing or whatever, I don't know what you'd call it, where she can talk to the weird version of her mother. Siri. When it's missing information, I don't know why she doesn't contact... Clark and say, hey, did Jorel give you any more information about this? Because my aunt is telling me this wild story about my mother, and I want to know what the truth is. Why does she not contact her cousin and ask him? They are actually contacting him way too much as far as I'm concerned. This is going to start getting problematic because even though they've said, you know, his character said he's kind of hands-off, he's like, just remember, if you ever need help, I can, you know, I'll be there for you or whatever. And she said, oh, yeah, me too. It's like, he's too much deus ex machina in the whole thing and it's there i i'm glad when they were 
and little teases for it in the pilot. And then second episode, they said Superman like and Clark Kent way too many times for my liking. So that's oh. the, if I have any issues with it, it's, there's just too much of Clark in it. Okay. See now, now I'm I'm uh, kind of going the other way. See now, I think uh, I think they ought to make him more like um, uh, what was the neighbor Wilson on Home Improvement? You know, where you only <laughs> see you know just his the top of his head. Anyho, and he talks. Yeah, to just her. a little S curl. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, the little S curl <laughs> as he's talking to her, giving her advice over the fence. You know, that kind of thing. Over maybe a cubicle or something. You know, at work. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because I, I really expected him to be a bit of a mentor. Uh, to her to, in some degree and you know not not fighting her battles for her but giving her advice and or information about krypton or something you know i like how she's kind of kind of got the uh the ensemble cast with the mentor it's it's like a friend's vibe you know she can go to jimmy or she can go to her sister or she even kind of gets it like she said in some of the la- last episodes here how she she actually learns a lot just from cat who i'm not a fan of but still um yeah. but uh i i like that i like that she's she's kind of learning uh on her own you know trial and trial and error and and learning by through experience um yeah. if you're ever going to get a mentor on her show like so it does need to be an older white haired gentleman actually named mentor and then if you're gonna do that you gotta have him driving around in an R V. I just I don't see it working any other way. So <laughs> with the ensemble cast. Hey, uh, did you guys not watch uh, Shazam on um, the uh, oh, Shazam yeah. ISIS power hour? <laughs> oh yeah, I love I love the old Shazam show. my time guys. Sorry. I'm I'm still under forty. <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta look it up. You gotta look it up. These are the fun shows. See, his, his oh. mentor was named Mentor. Oh wow! Yeah. I'd say the one of the biggest problem I've been having with Supergirl is they've had at least two potential heroes as villains, like Red Tornado and Gem. Yeah, Gem. Uh, I was wondering if his holograms were going to show up. It was, uh, was <laughs> not that gem. <laughs> oh, yeah. I only really so. learned much about this character from, uh, if everyone goes to news.neverlandpodcast.com, uh, I do have one of my writers, Lost Boy Tricky Rick, does go and give us all the nice little Easter eggs that DC sticks into these episodes. And, uh, I learn a lot of DC characters that I'm not familiar with. And, you know, he had a thing about gem, and gem is usually this pacifist, uh, character leader of this group, and he's sort of a, a hero of sorts. Uh, and so it was. He was such a scary villain that I was like, "Why did they go that route?" And Red Tornado, I really love that character when I've seen him in the animated versions of him. And then they had him as this killer robot, and it looks like Maxwell Lord is going to rebuild him as a, another killer robot. I'm like, "Wait a minute!" What I think are you Red. Doing? I think Red Tornado has had uh, storylines in various things that um, he he was a threat in some way, um, but ended up being a good guy if I remember correctly. Yeah, see sure. that would explain it if they would at least if they would at least go the direction and to to have him become a hero, I would be happier. But I just I didn't like that she destroyed him. I'm like, oh come on! But I like Red Tornado; he's a fun character. See, that's why I'm a Marvel guy. I know what's going on over there. <laughs> the DC Universe. I only know what I've seen in cartoons, and then when they do something different, I'm like, wait a minute! Why well, just uh, keep watching? And they'll be Skywalker. Uh, there'll be a whole new. Uh, be a whole new uh, storyline that you can learn about. See, that's that's what makes it fun to watch these things again. 
Yeah, and then I have to go and do research either or see what Rick writes up on the website. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, there you like, go. I learned a lot of stuff about Hot Girl uh, that I did not know because when they went with the Egyptian style storyline, I was completely perplexed because I thought Hawkman and Hot Girl were supposed to be aliens. And so, uh, you know, Rick had got a nice write up on that to learn about the original version of them that there was an Egyptian type of thing. And. So, yeah, I learned a lot of things. Yeah, the Earth 2 versions were Egyptian, and the Earth 1 versions were uh, aliens, and then they've all switched around several times. Yeah, I did not know this stuff, so, yeah. So, if if, if anyone else like me is feeling confused, definitely check out news.neverlandpodcast.com and go and search through all the archives of all these articles Rick has written up, because he, my goodness, he remembers, he's got a, a library in his head of all these different characters, so anytime I don't know what's going on, I can always ask them. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my goodness. But uh, I'm I'm kind of wondering if we're going, you know, because Hawkman, I thought, is supposed to be popping up in Legends of Tomorrow. Are we going to be seeing him or not? Yeah, Hawkman's there. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did pop up in the end of the season, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he kind of helped develop yeah. uh, her okay, into her. Okay, see how long it's been? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a few weeks off of watching jump off this roof. that he showed up. Yeah, no. See, he's he's a great he's a great t- teacher. He he just uh, pushes you off the roof. I'm I'm considering trying that with uh, with my own kids. You know, just uh, teaching them new things by just pushing them. Nothing can you go wrong. Please come out. <laughs> <laughs> that actually reminds me of Steve Harvey video that I saw today about jumping and your parachute will come out. But yeah, whole different thing. Uh, but that does remind me how some people learn to swim. You know, where they just have somebody just throws them in the water and lets them go about it. Uh, that's what actually was going through my head. It's like, oh, it's going to be like learning to swim. Too bad I never learned how to swim, so that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll give it a shot. Next time I see you, I'll help you with that. <laughs> you just throw me in somewhere. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't think that will work, but okay. <laughs> don't throw me off any buildings, though, because I don't think I'll figure out how to spread wings we'll, by that. We'll start, we'll start small. We'll start small. We'll just chair Let's... with a chair or something like that. I'm a chair. Push me off. Here we go. <laughs> Well, Hawk Girl should be, or uh, Hawkman and Hawk Girl should both be uh, good on Legends of Tomorrow from the trailers I've seen. Those, those characters look pretty fun, and uh, uh, all of the uh, CW shows are uh, uh, getting me excited for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights, and I'm looking forward to enjoying my little cinematic experience on the small screen. Oh, yeah. I pretty much, my, my TV's just going to be set for CW for every night of the week, except for when I switch over to watch like Supergirl <laughs> and, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, yeah. I, there you go. See, we are busy. We are packed. So, and then, We are uh, so packed for TV. And then you can you can listen to us talk about them. There you go. See? I, yeah, there you that's go. a full entertainment schedule for the week. Yep, and somewhere in there, I'm still trying to catch up on Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> it's a good time to be alive. Lots of good entertainment. Uh, yeah, it's a good time to just enter a vegetative state in front of the television. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder I never get anything done. There's too much to watch on TV. Oh, sad. I know. That's my existence, but I enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think we've hit just about everything. Is there anything that we should talk about from some of these shows before we call it? Oh, you know what? If you haven't checked out um, any of the shows we talked about, I really encourage you to check them out in whatever capacity you can. Uh, Not necessarily on Netflix. They won't all be there for very long, but uh, if you can DVR and go back and watch some of them... uh, uh, you know, or as they come on in repeats, I know they they showed some of them last summer. Uh, or if you can get on the apps and get them, or however you can find them, because some some really good, like I said, you know, it's great entertainment, and there's some very high quality writing and and uh, producing right now 
um, on these on these shows, and it's it's uh, it's movie quality entertainment, I think, on the small screen in in small doses. So um, I think you just check them out, and then like at if you're interested, listen to us talk about them and speculate about them, and really kind of. Uh, dig deep into the nuances of them and, and find the Easter eggs and things like that because uh, we have a good time doing it. Oh yeah, See, I thought they you love were talking about our podcast things. to start with. There, I didn't know you were talking about the TV show. <laughs> well, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. And the TV shows aren't too bad either, but uh, the podcasts yeah. writing on those are great. Oh, of course, you know. Yeah, and the podcasts um, are all available at randomchatter.com, or uh, we've got a new partner with forcecast.net, which also has a number of Star Wars podcasts, but they've got a outer rim section of other geek related uh, non Star Wars podcasts and you can find our, our shows for Scarlet Velocity uh, which is the Flash podcast, Green Justice which is our Arrow podcast and then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. case files or Agent Carter of S.H.I.E.L.D. case files all over there Yep, and there are links at NeverlandPodcast.com on the right side just look for the nice big icon pictures Keeps it very simple. So whichever ones you are interested in, just click on that. You'll take it right to the website. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. And give them a nice review for crying out loud, because those are important. Oh, yeah, we, we would love that. And, and let us know you, you heard us here, because we always like coming in and, uh, you know, seeing what the season has in store for us when we uh, when we come on your show. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, but before we go, all righty. So granted, this this weekend, and by the time anyone hears this, this will have been decided. Which is why we got to talk about this now. But all right, break so this the down, Chiefs... huh? now, <laughs> one of us is going to look really bad here by the time this show airs, right? <laughs> yeah, because either the Chiefs or you know the Chiefs could advance, the Broncos could advance. It's potential the Chiefs and the Broncos are going to be facing each other in the AFC, AFC Championship game. Could be. So we could have, be. have a podcast here. Can I still say the Ravens? <laughs> yeah, you can say. Damn it. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could say it, but they're not there. I don't think are they? <laughs> yeah. Um, you're gonna have to choose sides. This is like Civil War, Jay. You're gonna have to choose sides here. Uh, well, okay then. Since since I am am kind of the partisan nonpartisan person, I I am um I'm gonna go with the 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 non-racist Broncos then. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're now, saying that I can say that because yeah. the Redskins are just down the street here, and and boy, people are mad with them. So. <laughs> okay. uh, well, okay. Well, these yeah, are well, not the Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what we say about the Raiders, but uh, no, but it's all—it's all just good fun. It's all you know, sportsmanship and uh, and uh, what do you what do you call it when you give people a hard time about sports? Uh, trash talk. Trash yeah, that, that thing. That thing. Right. Joshing. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> it right there. <laughs> all right. Well, we will see, sir. We will see. Hope. Good luck we to will. both of us this yeah. weekend. Uh, hopefully we both won as you're hearing this because uh, then then you and I are going to have a chance to talk again to to uh, to come up with something good. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, see, th- this I'm, I'm getting this idea slightly from uh, a friend of mine made this bet when uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos played a Monday night football. Uh, and it's, it's it started when he posted to Facebook and the nationwide slogan, Peyton just threw a pick six when Peyton Manning threw an interception that was ran, immediately ran for a touchdown. And so he made a bet with somebody, and he lost it. So he had to record himself on Facebook doing to the nationwide thing that of Peyton and praising Peyton Manning. So here's my thought here: if the Chiefs and the Broncos face each other, or if at least one of them gets to the AFC Championship game and maybe becomes even AFC champion, one of us will have to record some sort of nationwide is on your side, whatever slogan 
Come up with some sort of a thing supporting the opposite team. Record it, play it on their podcast, and on the other person's podcast. Okay, I can, I can make, I can make this work. I, I've, I've got enough podcasts. I can throw it on one of them there. So, uh, we'll <laughs> yeah, you're spreading out kind of quite a bit there. <laughs> yes, yes, we can do this. We can do this. All right, all right. So we will come up with a, a good slogan, you and I, and, and uh, share it with each other, and and we'll see which. Uh, which team can can hack it? So I'm now I'm really looking forward to the the Chiefs winning this weekend. So uh, um, and the Broncos better win so we can face off at the AFC Championship game. Absolutely, absolutely. And if, at the, at the very least, we'll just wait till next season because they will for sure. So, all right, sir, <laughs> I accept your I accept your challenge. All right, ring the bell. It's time to go. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for coming on again, guys. Yes, thank you for having us. Thank you. And uh, uh, we we enjoy talking to you about it. And hey, check these shows out; it's great. And uh, when you're done, come listen to Jay and I on our shows. Yep, and then also check out Techno Retro Dads that uh, Josh is also on because I've been enjoying that one for a while too. They're fun guys. Oh, thank you, sir. Neverland feedback. Well, days after I made that bet with Jedi Schwa, Joshua Stolte there. Uh, I was here on Saturday, and I'm nearing the end of the Chiefs-New England game, and it looks like uh, the Chiefs are going to lose this. But I did make the stipulation that if Denver gets to that AFC game, you know, that they win against Pittsburgh, I still have to follow through on my end. So I'm not out of this yet. Uh, But hopefully, uh, you know, by the time you're hearing this, the uh, Denver and Pittsburgh game will have happened, and hopefully uh, Pittsburgh has won and gotten me off the hook. But we'll see about that. But we do have some great feedback i wanted to share uh we got a new itunes review and i love the name of the person who has submitted it it says it's from wacky one (laughs) and it says listening to this gets me nostalgic and reminds me of my childhood and the things i loved as i grew up this has actually helped to spark conversations with my wife and friends loving it uh that is awesome feedback i really really like that uh so i'm basically yeah if if anything we do can inspire conversation with other people and get you talking with your wife and you find out you've just you discover that you like some of the same things then i have done my job (laughs) all right but uh, this has been a a wonderful wonderful show and uh, come on back next week Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, a link to visit our shop, and much more. And please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. Or email us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. If you email us a Lost Boy or Pixie nickname with a reason why you chose that name, you can become an official Neverlander. Girls are too clever to get lost, so we are naturally magical pixies. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support in keeping the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. 
copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions. God, God bless. bless. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.